What's going on, guys? You are listening to the Lens Culture Photography Podcast, hosted by myself, Jonathan Pajak. And I just want to let you guys know the purpose of this podcast is to help all of you guys, photographers, videographers in this awesome industry, grow your business. That is the main purpose here. If you want to access anything I reference in this episode, be sure to head down to the show notes of the episode for additional information. Enough talking. Let's get right into it. How is everybody doing? Um, we, I'm here in Florida, guys, for those who don't know where I live. I live in Florida um, in the St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay area. And currently, I think we're in phase two. We may still be in phase one. I can't remember exactly. Um, but here in Florida, we're in phase two of our, of our coronavirus back to normality uh, um, phases. Um, and this week, I was basically just kind of sitting back, guys, and I was thinking, what is life going to be? be like after uh, after COVID-19 and and how are small businesses specifically wedding vendors um dealing with this stuff the solo entrepreneurs the solopreneurs um how is everybody dealing with this stuff right now and specifically um in the wedding industry and guys that's what we are going to talk about in today's episode um dealing with COVID-19 as a small business um currently in the future um possibly with a quote-unquote resurgence um, and that's what we're going to hit in this episode today, guys. So stay tuned. Um, it's going to be a fun one. It's just me today, and I'm excited to talk about these points. All right. First off, guys, I want to say thank you for tuning in. It is so awesome to see the numbers rising each and every episode, seeing more people downloading, more people watching or watching, more people listening. Um, and I, it's just, it's awesome, guys. I love that when I'm talking to this microphone that somebody's actually listening on the other side. It's such a cool feeling. And I hope that I can help you guys in some sort of way. Like, I hope you leave or you turn off this podcast at some point at the end or other episodes and you implement something that I've said and it's like actually positively like benefited you. Like, tell me, like shoot me a DM. Like that stuff makes me feel so good because, you know, like right now it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm recording this podcast now just because I'm, I'm kind of a night owl sometimes. And it just makes me feel so good to know that some of you guys are taking good positive advice from this and actually implementing it. So if you are, please let me know. Um, but first off, I want to say guys, back on the COVID talk, um, things are going to be different this year. Um, uh, for me, I've come to that realization, you know, earlier, and I think everybody needs to come to that realization for those that are in their third plus year, um, of business. Don't plan on trying to make, in my opinion, don't plan on trying to make this a, a record setting year for you. You're not going to make the most money ever. Um, and you're not going to probably do the most weddings ever. Um, and I don't want to be the Debbie down here, but I just want to be, um, a realistic, uh, just right now with the wedding industry for us that are in the wedding industry, um, it, it's just going to be a different year and we just have to come to realization for that. Um, for those that are in your first year, um, I just want to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's a horrible time to start a business right now, especially a wedding business. Um, but just take this time to focus on education and other things that you can do in your first year that you normally, um, you know, wouldn't want to spend more time on and you probably want to spend a lot of time on like marketing and trying to like you know build connections and stuff like that but it just sucks that's just how it's going to be and in today's episode we're just going to address kind of some of those things oh so whoa some of those things um so the first thing let's address the the elephant in the room here and i have some examples that i want to talk about too i'm going to pull those up right now on my computer and i also want to um 
uh, kind of address maybe some of the things that you guys are dealing with on this end. Um, so when all this COVID-19 stuff kind of started to happen, I remember the exact day. I, I was sitting here in my office working, and I got a text from a friend of mine, um, friend vendor, and he said, yo, like, um, so-and-so had their first bride cancel their wedding. And I was like, really? Like, what do you mean? Like, what for? And he's like, for covid and I'm like, are you serious? At this point, we had like one case in the U.S. Like, like we had like one or two cases. And in my head, I was thinking, this is never going to be like be you know pertain to me. Like that person's just being extra. I don't think that it's going to happen like that. Um, we'll see. And obviously now I'm like you know slapping myself in the neck. Um, but the first thing I think everybody thought of was like, oh my gosh, like how is this, am I, how am I going to make it financially? But also like, am I protected? Is my contract good enough and stuff like that? And what's going to happen with me on a financial standpoint with my couples? Um, so first and foremost, this is probably, you know, the main thing that everybody thought of was, you know, deposits. What am I going to do with these deposits? Um, um, what do I do with rescheduled weddings? What do I do with weddings that I can't do? Um, my first advice is going to be check your contract. Are you covered? Um, most likely, if you took if you bought a contract for like a dollar or five bucks off Etsy, um, I'd be a little bit worried just because the literal ver verbiage in the contract may not have you covered for this type of stuff. Um, but if you bought a contract, did some editing yourself, took it to a lawyer, had the lawyer look over it, then you're probably okay. Um, there's a lot of really good lawyers that make contracts specifically for wedding like photographers and videographers. I'm actually going to link a few of them down in the show notes that I've been hearing in other podcasts and stuff like that. So if you're interested and you're kind of thinking and you're sitting and listening to this episode thinking to yourself like, wow, like Jonathan, my, pod, my uh, contract is like a default template that I like just copy and paste it over then yeah definitely guys take this as a learning lesson and, and get yourself a really good contract I only spent about I think 150 bucks total to um, have mine tailored to Florida um, reach out to a local lawyer and have them check your contract in the state of Florida that you're doing business in or so if you're doing business in Florida reach out to a Florida lawyer if you're doing business in Chicago somebody there that knows everything centralized to that state because um, you know things may be different from state to state it just it depends um for me i think that the first thing i did was i didn't have anything for pandemic or COVID in my contract which i now currently do i obviously you know um uh, realize that you have to put that in there now and we'll touch on that a little bit later um so many of you may be freaking out about this and stuff like that but the biggest thing is like, what are you guys are? What are you guys doing when it comes to your deposits? Um, are you refunding them completely? Are you doing partial refunding, um, not refunding at all, situational refunding? There's a bunch of different, you know, things that people could be doing or maybe doing when it comes to this, um, and it may be just contingent on case to case. Uh, for me. Uh, personally, I am a single person. I own a home. I have my own vehicle. Um, I cannot financially give refunds to every single person, um, of their deposits human. And personally, I'd love to, I'd love to be able to give deposits back to couples, um, for the situation because it sucks. It's not their fault. It's not my fault, but my contract covers me in this case. Um, and, and sadly it's, it's neither of our faults, but in this case, I just can't personally give, um, money back to every single couple that is I'm not able to shoot their wedding because of rescheduling. Um, for me, I sent out an email, I want to say the second weekend of March, I actually did 
a podcast episode on this as well, guys. Um, and just addressing the situation from the start and basically saying before we were even in one second, <coughs> before we were even in a lockdown, I addressed the situation and said, this is what I'll be doing if this, you know, progresses. Basically for me, I did no rescheduling fees. And what I mean by that is, um, in my contract, I have a clause for this, but basically if a bride books me 15 months early for a wedding in 2020, and let's say I was charging $1,000 and I raised my pricing to $1,750 for that same package and she goes to rebook me for 2021 or 22, um, you know, obviously if I'm normally booking that at $1,750 now, I would charge that fee. Um, but I waived all of that. So whatever they booked me at, at their current, if they're having to move their date because of COVID, I just waived that and just we just basically changed the date literally change the day. Everything is the exact same, just change the day. Um, trying to make it easy as I, easiest as I could for my couples when dealing with, with all of this rescheduling stuff. Um, so many of you may, may be thinking of this and whatnot. Um, personally, like I said, I'd love to give deposits back. I just can't do it. And so first and foremost, I want to say that, and I'm not even saying this just for myself, guys, but you're not an asshole if you don't give deposits back often because of the uh, personability of our businesses and the fact that there is a face behind a solo business or an entrepreneurship business, um, people will always ask but have to um, always ask like, you know, can I get the deposit back or can I get this, mon this money back? Um, and you just kind of have to like sit back and, and think to yourself, you know, it's your business. You know you know where you're at. You know you're, where you're at financially as a person and as a business. Can you do it? Do you want to do it? How is do you, like how do you want your company to be reflected? Um, for me, I would love to. Again, like I said, I'd love to, but I, I just personally, I just can't. Um, and honestly, the craziest thing is it's like I'm not – I know a lot of photographers and videographers in this industry right now that are trying to make more money out of this, you know, with these rescheduling fees and stuff like that. And for me, I'm not even trying to do that. So it's like I don't see how sometimes how couples could get mad at that. Um, I think that because, like I said, we have, we're a person behind the brand. Um, a, a good example I was thinking of this was, for example, let's say you book a trip to wherever, the opposite side of the country that you live. Um, and you book a car through Hertz. And on the last page of Hertz, which I don't even think it does this, but actually I think they do. There's a $50 non-refundable deposit to hold that vehicle for that date. So I don't, they don't care if you don't show up or, you know, you show up late or early. If you don't show up, they're keeping that $50 no matter what. Majority of the time, I actually think they're keeping the whole thing. Um, but let's just say they're keeping the $50. Majority of people are not going to, let's say COVID happens and they cancel their trip. They're not going to send an email to Hertz rent a car and be like, hey, can I get my $50 back? Because there's nobody behind that email. They're sending it to customer service at Hertz.com. You know, so basically they're not going to do that. Majority of people, some might, whatever percentage that could be. Um, and because of that, you know, obviously they're just going to understand the, uh, the legality in it. And because it's a big company and corporation, they probably won't test them on that deposit. But because Lens Culture Photography or so-and-so photography is just them, they're going to test it because you're a person, you're single, and you haven't really done any work for them per se. And I say per se because for me, let's say with a wedding client, I include a free engagement session with all of my packages over six hours of coverage. And it truly is free. Like I truly market it as free and I tell them on the call it is a free session because for me, I really value that connection of getting to know my couples. 
Um, I also sent an email out one, one month, every month from like six months out leading up to the wedding. I'm helping with planning the timeline. I'm researching the venue to make sure I can, you know, have a, a, an idea in mind of all the best spots I want to shoot at. That way I'm not coming um, to it blank. A lot of times I'm even going to venues beforehand to like scout it out in person. They don't see a lot of the time and effort that we put in on the back end before the wedding even happens. And to the couples and to clients, they might think, oh, you're just putting, you know, you're just, you didn't take any photos, so you didn't put any time or effort into it. And I'm working ahead a little bit ahead here on my little cheat sheet, but basically you just have to understand and explain some of this stuff to them if they, if they question you on the deposit. Uh, I want to give an example of this just that I even dealt with recently um, so you guys can get an understanding. Basically, the couple, um, they were supposed to get married this upcoming June. Um, and they wanted to reschedule their wedding for October. Well, that same weekend, I have an out-of-state wedding, and it's on a Saturday, and the wedding that the couple wanted to reschedule was the Friday before, and I don't risk stuff like that the day before, so it just wouldn't have worked out. If I could have gotten a very late flight that Friday, I would have sacrificed sleep to you know be able to make sure I leave a day earlier um, for that Saturday wedding. It just didn't line up like that. And unfortunately, I told the couple, you know, I um, can't shoot your wedding. I apologize. Um, I couldn't find any um, associate shooters as well, just nobody that I could trust. And I told them I would love to give them recommendations. And obviously, they reached out to get their deposit back, and I explained everything. And these are tough conversations that you guys are going to have to have during this time on, um, you know, dealing with this combo of no you're not getting your deposit yes you are but i'm only giving you a hundred dollars or i'll give you fifty dollars a month or something like that whatever you guys are doing um and basically you just have to understand that you're going to have these conversations and you may not you may but you just have to be prepared for them so like i said i myself i'm refunding all extra payments over the deposit except for the deposit and obviously not doing any rescheduling fees if they can reschedule. Um, but it, uh, basically every payment after the deposit for couples that I cannot um, shoot their wedding now that they've rescheduled, I'm giving their money back, just not the deposit. Um, your contract may cover you for this. You just want to make sure you have the right terms in there. Again, check in with your lawyer. But the first thing I want you to think about in this situation, if you have a couple that's really on you about this deposit, is think about you know the PR backlash, and I say PR like not like a lot of people will see it, but majority it will just be like a slow um, a slow amount of people seeing it over time. Because let's say you don't give money back to a couple, let's say it's five hundred dollars their deposit, you don't give that five hundred dollars back, and they decide to go on every place they can leave a review for you and leave a horrible review. Yes, you can go on there and leave a really, you know, sophisticated and professional response and hope that, you know, future couples looking at these reviews will understand this. Some may not, but some may not inquire with you because of that review. I don't think really that's accurate. I think if you have 45 star reviews, and you have one bad star review that literally didn't pertain to the actual work that you did because it's not like your photos were bad. It was just like, hey, he didn't give me my deposit back because of coronavirus. Um, I think some people would have a better, a more inclination of like looking that over. Um, like I said, guys, deposits are a very sticky situation. I want to give you some advice on how you can get around this for the future, for the basically any case. Um, and my my biggest tip would be build a relationship. Um, get to the point where with your couples and people that are inquiring with you that you're taking the time to like literally get to know them on a more personal level so you can actually build a relationship with them. Um, it's like basically imagine like your friend, like your friend 
would maybe ask for your deposit back. But if you're really good friends and it's a tough time um, for you, obviously with your solo business, he probably won't because you've built that relationship. Um, just so just get that respect from them and give that respect to them too, obviously. Um, and you know, a lot of times I've, I've encountered multiple situations where a wedding's been called off because of, you know, the relationship or, um, they just decided to do something smaller or whatever the reason could be. And they didn't even mention the deposit because that relationship was built and I maybe did an engagement session for them. or I maybe did multiple emails and phone calls and prep for a timeline, who knows, um, and stuff like that. And, you know, I just clearly state sometimes that, you know, I give have reasonings ready for why I don't give the deposit back. Um, and that's basically how I go about this, guys. So yeah, guys, that is pretty much everything there is, um, at least that I can personally think of on dealing with um, deposits for rescheduling or canceled weddings in your end. Um, and honestly, guys, just take it step by step and really just think out the thought process and, and, and think about what your options are and kind of move from there. Um, and remember, you can do whatever you want to do. Don't let any other vendors or any other businesses influence your decisions. Do what you think's right and what, what, will, what will be best for you. We're going to take a quick break, guys, and check in with today's sponsor. How often do you find yourself scanning through your Excel spreadsheet, forgetting where you're at with a lead or job? Well, those days are over. I want to introduce you to Tave. Tave is my customer relationship management system, or CRM for short. Gone are the days of losing track of jobs, leads, or hand typing out every single email that you send to your clients. Every morning when I step into my office, the first thing I do is pull up Tave. Tave allows me to keep track of all my jobs and leads, send out automated emails, send and receive signed contracts, and even keep track of my analytics when it comes to the aspect of my sales. And these are just a few examples of the benefits I receive from Tave. If you currently don't have a CRM, I would highly recommend Tave. Navigate to the show notes down below and you'll get two free months, guys, allowing you to fully access the CRM and get the full experience of how it can benefit you in your business. Anyways, guys, let's hop right back into the episode. All right, so the next thing I want to talk about is basically weddings moving forward. Um, right now, we will have to, we have to understand that even the weddings moving forward may change or be altered. Um, on the news, there's so much talk about the resurgence of COVID months from now. There may be another, you know, during the flu season, another pickup of it. And you will have to address that with your couples and adjust your deposit system and update contracts and stuff. Um, an example I can give is basically for me, what I'm doing is I am right now currently as of the filming of this or recording of this podcast, I am currently not accepting deposits. I'm only accepting contracts or signed dates. So anybody that books from now till the end of June, I'm not accepting deposits, just contracts to reserve the date. And then in the contract, I have a date set and my date is September 1st, where if things are continuing to get better and we are out of the phases and we're back to, you know, quote unquote normality, um, obviously people still are going to be wearing masks and, you know, there may be like caps on like um, gatherings or something. Um, then I will, will do deposits by that date. Um, for me, with people not having working right now, but still planning their weddings, anticipating that everything will be back to normal and they'll have jobs when that time comes around or they'll be back to work when that time comes around. Um, I don't want to have the stress of taking money than having to give it back. So if I can just reserve that date <clears throat> with a contract and then set a date within the contract that the deposit will be paid, 
I'd much rather do that. It's less stressful for the couple, extremely less stressful because they don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, like if this is just still so bad and we decide we want to change, um, will we get our deposit back? And it allows me to have stuff on the books as long as everything in life continues to be normal <laughs> and stuff like that. One thing I've seen um, a lot of people do also with deposits is if you have a rescheduled wedding that you cannot shoot, they're taking that deposit and they're basically crediting, crediting them some sort of portrait session, family session, couple session. Um, and this is a great alternative to still, you know, give and do something for your couples um, without losing monetary money in your account and giving it back or money that you may have already spent on expenses for your business or even just your personal life. And this is an awesome um, example on something that you can do to really um, mend that relationship without, you know, obviously creating a bad review for yourself from that couple potentially. All right, so last thing with deposits, um, and basically I want to talk about, I would say right now it'd be great to just spend a little bit of your free time um, writing out and having a few responses ready just in case this stuff um, does come up with your couples and you can respond promptly um, in a manner that makes you, you know, makes them not think that you're just sitting there reading their emails or texts for multiple days, you know, scared to respond. Um Write out responses, giving examples and maybe reasons and justifications as to why that you cannot return the deposit. Um, some of you may take this on a more um, legal level and just go straight into the contract and saying, oh, contract clause six, that's why I'm sorry. Or you may go on more personal level explaining why, you know, sorry, miss, sorry, so-and-so. I use um, deposits literally as a form to pay for my fixed operating expenses throughout the year. Examples of this could be, um, you know, gear, second shooting fees, software, edit, uh, editing software could be, um, I mean, it could be anything, you know, and literally anything that pertains to fixed costs. Um, for me, I pretty much have these like two or three responses that I have like kind of set up. The first one is more of a cordial one explaining it from a personal level. And then if they still come back with a more aggressive um, remark as to please give me the deposit back, then I hit, then I usually send them the um, more professional response where the contract is covering me on that case. So that's pretty much it with deposits, guys. I can't really think of anything else on my end. Um, again, guys, if you have any extra like tips and tricks, definitely shoot me a DM with these or even comment um, on the uh, comments notes of the, your podcasting app that you're listening to just to see like maybe we can collab a little bit more and you know everybody can kind of learn better ways and safer ways to um, execute these practices. So the next thing I want to talk about that I think a lot of people are even thinking about right now too is offering discounts. Um, listen, only you know what you need to survive and be able to put food on your table, um, especially if you're providing for other people. Um, everyone will tell you don't give a discount, um, never give a discount, but during times like this, Everything like that is out the window. All of these stig all the like stigmas and the expectations are like out the window. Your main priority should be taking care of yourself and your family if you have a family. Um, and don't give a crap about what anybody else is thinking. And honestly, in a way, don't even care about what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just me. I'm just my opinion and it's just what I'm doing. Um, but but literally, guys, like if you want to give a discount to make sure you have a wedding or a portrait session or a family session in the next month or two you give that discount. Like for me, the, the strategy I'm sort of taking is, um, I haven't raised my prices. I know some people are raising their prices right now because they know people that are getting married in 2021 are going to like rush to book because they're scared of people rescheduling, like taking their dates. Um, for me, I've kept my pricing the exact same. Um, I've just been a little bit more transparent in saying, Hey, 
here's my pricing. If after we get on a phone call and we talk, I always try to get on phone calls. Um, but if they just want to text, that's fine too. Um, I basically say, here's my pricing. Um, please let me know. Like I'm always open to have a conversation. Um, for me, this is a crazy year. Um, with me obviously shooting less weddings because of COVID, my main priority is to, um, you know, get more weddings, obviously that I, even if I have to give some sort of a discount, I don't directly say that to them. I kind of play it by ear or, you know, listening to the couple and seeing like how much they like my work or how much, what the vibe of the phone call was, or even the emails and text messages. But I'm just basically openly and saying to them, Hey, I'd love to, you know, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. Let me know. I'm always open to jump on another phone call or something like that. So don't be afraid, guys, of giving discounts during this time. Like I said, do exactly what what you need to do to survive. And that's the main thing right now for this year. So moving on to the next thing, I want to challenge you guys to, if, if you are caught up with all your work aspects of like literal deliverables, um, I want to challenge you guys to literally focus as much as you possibly can on your business and yourself for when this is done that you come out like a freaking fire rocket. Um, that's my goal. My goal is literally to catch up on everything I've been wanting to do out after I finish my few deliverables that I have left. Um, I, my last podcast episode, literally the last one, I gave like 10 or 11 examples on things that you could literally be doing right now to shoot yourself into success when this is all over or back to somewhat of normal. Um, and that's the biggest thing. And I know everybody is taking this COVID-19 and this coronavirus stuff, um, at their own, you know, emotions and stuff like that. So you may be like stressing out and freaking out, or you may be super sad or down because you can't go anywhere or go to the gym or anything. Um, but try to bust through that mentality and get into the mentality of like, if I just grind hard right now on stuff that I've been wanting to do anyways, I can literally come out in 2021 and be excelling double the weddings, maybe raise your pricing and something like that. Maybe, you know, book other gigs that you've been wanting to do, stuff like that. So just really focus on that as much as you can. With that said, guys, we have to understand as a wedding community that um, all vendors, and I'm, I literally do mean all vendors, next year is most likely, maybe won't be, but probably will be the busiest year of your business. Um, at least for me as a wedding videographer and photographer, um, you know, with me rescheduling weddings to later in 2020 and even, you know, to 2021, um, I'm already filling in, I'm basically filling in empty dates that are like holes in my schedule from weddings that were in 2021. So for me, I already had, I think 13 weddings booked for 2021 and, I'm basically filling in dates for 2020 that were already booked and also this year too. So for Florida here, mainly my season starts from October to really right about now, April, May, it starts to get really hot here in May. So for me, I had three or four more days in in November available. Well, all of my weddings from May have now shifted to November. So I'm basically booked completely for November as, you know, working crazy amount than more than I wanted to, to be honest, during that time. As photographers and videographers in Florida and wedding vendors in Florida, we often don't get a holiday season, um, at least for for the ones that have a lot of work to do after the fact. Um, And that's mainly because, you know, it's such a popular time to get married during November and December and October because it's cooler here. It's finally not 95 degrees outside. Um, So understand, guys, that this year may be the the biggest year. um, 2021 may be the biggest year in your business. So just just anticipate that. 
All right, the next thing I want to talk about is something I touched on earlier, and it's rescheduling fees. Um, are you guys charging your clients? Are you charging people f- to reschedule their weddings? Um, like I said earlier, you may be booking packages at you know seventeen hundred right now, and a couple that booked you at twelve hundred um, is rescheduling their wedding. And some people are doing that. And I just kind of sit back and think, like, what are the positives in that? Like, is that extra four or five hundred dollars worth? Maybe not getting a good review. Maybe the couple complaining, and then just not like just making it for a really weird situation on the wedding day. Um, it's just contingent on how you want to operate your business. If you want to be super legal and super, you know, um, by the book, then maybe that's the course that you want to take because you have a contract that says you can do that. Um, but Again, guys, you just have to think about what's the best thing for you to do within your business. Um, but besides this, um, one thing I've been doing also in the meantime is, to make money is reaching out to local companies for to create social media content. Um, if you have some free time, stuff um, you know, stuff like this can really help you in this time because ev- all these stores are having limited hours and are you know only X amount of people inside, and plus people are still scared to go there. You know, you have half the half the uh, the world that's you know as soon as the day they the state opened things back up, they're out doing things again normal, and then the other half that's like, okay, I'm gonna let them go first and see what happens. You know, um, but a lot of companies are focusing a lot right now on media and marketing online. So for us photographers, videographers, um, and even like designers and stuff like that, take advantage of reaching out to companies that are push pushing really hard online. Um, and literally you can offer your services up for a discount or free, even if you've never done that type of work. And then, you, you know, use that free work to market yourself, to make a few extra dollars during this off time and stuff like that. Like, like realtors aren't making a lot of money right now because people aren't out like touring homes. Hey, do you want a discounted family session during this time or something like that? Um, just small little things that you can do guys and think outside the box on here. You never really know for my videographers out there. Hey, if you're done and you're caught up editing, go through your hard drives and all your detail shots at weddings, that's awesome stock footage. You know, if you have a shot of a shot of a really nice like fountain that's like showing water, throw it up on a stock footage site. Who knows who's going to need to use that for social use and stuff like that. Um and honestly guys, like I sat down and I literally took 10 minutes to think, okay, what is everything I can do right now with what I already have to, to maybe make an extra, you know, hundred bucks this month or 200 bucks this month and stuff like that. Um, but I also want to move into some personal things. Um, for me, two personal things, and we're going to end here guys, but two personal things, um, I've been working on, on the back end to, um, basically, I don't want to say like help myself, but to get me through these times is I've been setting a budget. Um, we are in for me at least, for entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, I'm in business survival mode. And what I mean by that is not like I have $5 in my account. Um, for me, I don't, I personally, like. I love saving. I love saving money and I love investing into other things, whether it's my home or, you know, stocks and stuff like that. But I've set a budget for myself moving forward during this stuff um, to make sure that I'm not buying things I don't need or, or going and eating out all the time just because I don't feel like cooking um, because it's important. I'm not making as much money as I normally would have been if I would have had my four weddings that I was supposed to have this month. So I'm setting budget for myself on a personal level and even on a business level so that I can just keep track of everything during this coronavirus and COVID stuff. Um, Also with that, I'm just getting rid of things I don't use. Um, You know, 
I basically told my family that, hey, let's go down to one screen on Netflix, save that X dollars a month. Um, if you have some sort of subscription, any subscriptions you have monthly, sit down and think like, are you going to use those right now? Most people's gyms probably already aren't charging them because they're not open. But, you know, just those are great examples of you of things you can sit down and think, am I even using this right now? Um, and if you're not, cancel it for the time being or at least freeze it or something. Um, but that's pretty much everything I have in today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening right now and you've got to the end of this, it's probably around like 30 minutes or something, please, please, please leave me a review. This helps drastically. Whatever podcasting app you're listening on, um, hit the review feature and just leave me a little five-star review. I'd love it. Um, and again, if you've taken anything away from this and you like, implement this in your business, shoot me a DM and just be like, hey, JP, this episode, this time, this was so in, like informational and I absolutely loved it. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm actually going to do two episodes this week because funny and not funnily, um, I actually just funnily, I actually had a small minor surgery on my arm um, this past week, which is why I didn't give do a podcast episode last week. Um, I was building a shelf in my garage and a piece of wood for those that are experienced in woodworking actually shot back into my arm broke a piece in my arm and I had to have it surgically removed so it was just kind of a hectic hectic week for me last week so I apologize for missing my upload but I'm gonna give you guys two episodes this week one today and one um, three days from now so stay tuned for that and I can't wait to talk to you guys in the next episode peace longest outro ever (laughs) see you guys